Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. for it. I am your host, Paul Gannon. For the next hour, we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. As always, of course, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, I'm going to call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. You can also, also, listen to the show at GoForItRadio.com. That's the GoForItRadio.com where you can listen to this show. Great show lined up for you today. Expect it to be joined by Rider University Assistant Basketball Coach Marlon Guild. And we're going to talk the NBA playoffs. It is upon us. It is here. It's here. It's amazing. And the difference between this year and last year is last year coming into these playoffs, okay, the thought process was Golden State was going to come out of the West and that the Cavaliers were going to come out of the East. That was the thought. That was the belief. That was the idea. That was the opinion of everybody. You knew that there wasn't a team in the East or the West that could beat the Cavaliers or the Golden State Warriors. So it it was anticlimactic. It was it, it was really, at the end of the day, it, it was predictable. It, and if you said at the beginning of the year that the Warriors and the Cavaliers would have been in the playoffs together, I don't think anybody, excuse me, in the NBA Finals together, no one would have argued with you. It, it was just that predictable. This year, totally different story. This year, not as predictable. Not as predictable at all. If you look at the East, you can make an argument. I would say three teams could make it to the NBA Finals. The Raptors, Cavaliers, and the Philadelphia 76ers. And for me to say the Philadelphia 76ers is a shocker. It's a shocker because the Philadelphia 76ers, no one expected them to be in position to contend for a championship. Now, if they were to get to the NBA Finals, I'm not saying they would win in the NBA Finals, but I will say this. They did play the Houston Rockets very well this season. They beat them once in Houston and had them beat pretty much in Philly. So they easily could have swept the Houston Rockets uh, this season. Now, I, again, you know, you, you're kind of getting ahead of yourself when you, when you say these things. But the way the Philadelphia 76ers are playing, 16 game win streak, playing some great basketball at a great time. When you're you're playing great basketball at a great time, and the Sixers are doing that, great basketball at a great time. 16 game win streak. You know. You bring in Irsan Ilyasova. You bring in Marco Bellinelli to strengthen your bench. And you get Markel Fultz back. 68 games missed, shoulder injury, and who else was going Who knows what else was going on in terms of his mental. But at the end of the day, he's back. Ilyasova and Bellinelli are back or are in the fold. With Fultz, you got a guy who can break down the defense who can score off the dribble. With Bellinelli and Ilyasova, 
You got guys that can shoot the three ball, that can stretch the floor. With Ilyasova, you got a guy that can defend. You got a guy that helps make your team versatile. A guy that, if you wanted to go small, he could easily play the center spot. So Philadelphia, I can't believe I'm saying this, they have a legitimate shot to get to the NBA Finals. And obviously it's not unbelievable at this point, but if you look back at the beginning of the year, you look back at the middle of the year, you didn't necessarily think this was possible, but it's very possible. But let, let, let's talk some more NBA Finals. Not NBA Finals. We'll get there at some point. But let's talk some NBA playoffs now. Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Gill. Marlon. Paul, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, All good? Everything's good, man. Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. So let's get right down to it. Let's get right down to it. I mean, I I was talking about the Philadelphia 76ers, the number three seed in the Eastern Conference, a a team that, again, their bench is fortified with Fultz, Ilyasova, Bellinelli, you know, obviously, you got to figure out what's going on with Embiid. He's exp- he's going to miss game one. We'll see if he's back game two. But they're going to get him back at some point. Looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, how should we view that basketball team coming into these playoffs? Well, I'll say this, man, and I know this will make you uh, feel real happy. Philly's on fire right now. The city's on fire. For sure. You know? Uh, you got the Eagles, uh, obviously, you know, Villanova doing what they just did, and and now the Sixers and, you know, Meek Mill come Monday. We happy. Everybody's happy in Philly right now. So, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I think what you're seeing with the Sixers, man, is uh, I, I, guess, I guess Sam Hinkie was right. You, you know, we just had to trust the process. Uh, you know, it, it's been a great year. Uh, for that organization, uh, you know, Embiid's doing what he's doing. Ben Simmons is showing us that he can be a player, you know, a top five player, I, I think, in the next three years, uh, if not sooner, uh, the way he can impact the game. Uh, but I, I'll say this, you know, you, you brought up good points with Bellinelli, Ilya Soba. Uh, nobody's talking about J.J. Reddick. And I'll be honest, man, when I saw that contract he signed, $23 million? It, it, it was a head-scratcher. But, you know, I think he's showing his worth in being a vet that has been to the playoffs, you know, with the Clippers, has had success, knows what it takes. And, you know, you see why they brought him in. He's a veteran that's no nonsense, you know, with his work ethic and things of that nature. And I think – that's paying off just as much as having those other guys. Um, you know, you got Markel Fultz coming around, Robert Covington. You know, it, it was a question mark how good he was going to be after signing that that deal uh, last year, but he, he's holding his weight. And, and then I think you look at guys like Rashawn Holmes that, that comes in and, and plays his game. Uh, Justin Anderson, when he's given the chance, the energy he brings, coming off the bench, and just the other guys that they have, everybody plays their role very well. And that's what you need to win, guys that understand what their role is and just want to, you know, do whatever it is they can do to win. You know, and I look at a guy like T.J. McConnell. You know, here's a guy that's, you know, just been teetering on making the NBA roster. He comes to Philadelphia, it pans out, and he's just as much – a part of the success is everybody else that they have there. So yeah, it was a great time for Philadelphia. I, I know you're happy r- right sure. now. Uh, you know, I didn't see 50 wins. Uh, you know, I'm sure you didn't see 50 wins, but, nah. you know, shout out to Philly, man. Philly's hot right now. You know, I, I need some of that Philly love to uh, just trickle up 95 North, man, to Lawrenceville. We, we need some more love out here too. Man. <laughs> for For sure. I mean, and, and and like I like you said, I mean, and, and just looking at this team, I mean, they have the like the Cavaliers, LeBron James, obviously that's big time, but Captain Cleveland is not the same team, and Toronto, I need DeRozan and and Lowry to show up in the playoffs, and they didn't do it last year, and you know until they do it, 
you know, we, we, we have our doubts, we have our questions. So Philly is a team that easily could get to the NBA Finals. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a shock if the Sixers are there when it's all said and done. So let me ask you this, Toronto, going to the Toronto Raptors. We know how you feel about DeMar DeRozan. I mean, but we, we got DeRozan, <laughs> we got Kyle Lowry, but we have a team that is deeper. They got a deeper bench. They can bring guys off the bench that can score the basketball. So it's a better basketball team than they were a year ago. But I, I, I talked about Lowry last year, 22.4 points per game in the regular season. That dipped all the way to 15.8. And then DeRozan was at 27 points per game in the regular season last year, and that dipped to 22 points per game. So those guys didn't necessarily show up for Toronto last year. Do you expect these guys to show up this year? Man, I'll say this. With uh, Toronto, uh, I'm not there yet, man. And and the reason why I, I say this, they can do all they want in the regular season. You know, that playoff record is proving that that they can't get it done. And you can't tell me that, uh, you know, Cleveland isn't in their head mentally. They could do all they want to Cleveland, win by 30 during the regular season and this and that. But it's just something about that guy, 23, man, and he said it. You know, if he come in your house, game one, game two, game three, it ain't going to matter. And I think Toronto knows that. And – it, you know, it's a mental thing with those guys when it comes to the playoffs. And, and you know, hopefully hopefully they, they can do something, uh, you know. But moving forward, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Cleveland's a better team than them just because they're, they're proved, more proven in, in the postseason. And I, I'll say this, I'm rocking with Philly, man. You know, free meat mill come Monday. Uh <laughs> You know, the the Sixers, they re- remind me of the team I have at Ryder. Just young guys that don't know any better. They don't really care. It's like, yo, let's throw the balls out let's just play. And, and sure. with that, you know, when there's no expectations, you get 50 wins. You get a an, an opportunity to go to a Toronto if, if they make it into the next round and say, yo, we don't care that you guys are the number one seed. Let, let's do what we got to do to – try to make something happen. Uh, or moving, they'd have to play them in, in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, if, if I'm not mistaken, since, since uh, Philly's a three-seed. But uh, I, I like Philly's chances. Do I have them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals? Slight chance. Do I have them getting to the finals? No. Because I'm, <laughs> do, I, do I have Toronto getting to the finals? No. I, I'm, I'm not going against King James, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't do it right now. Right. I, I mean, and that's understandable. Toronto would face uh, the Cavaliers in the second round, so they could see each other early. I mean, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, I, I mean, I look at Toronto. They have a tough matchup against the Washington Wizards. I'm not, you know, I, I think Toronto's going to win that series, but I'm not so quick to dismiss the Wizards because of a John Wall, because of a Bradley Beal, because of what the Wizards, you know, they're, they're a playoff-tested team in a lot of ways. And they were, uh, you know, a couple plays away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Virtually the same team, but, you know, John Wall, because of the injury to John Wall, the, the team, and, and they had their struggles throughout the year. They were a little up and down. You know, they, they, they were a little manic. Depressed. They, they were bipolar throughout the year. I mean, they, they, lost, they had some bad losses along the way. But I'm not so quick to dismiss the Wizards. Your thoughts on that? You know my take on Washington, man. I, I, I thought that this was their year to to so improve, and uh, yeah, they, they were a disappointment. Uh, you know, going through the regular season and just being an eighth seed along with with the talent they have on that roster is is, is unfortunate. Uh, you know, the bickering that that they had going on. Uh, I'm, I'm here doing your show right now. My son just jumps on me. And it's it's ironic that he decides to jump on me and beat me up when I want to talk about the Wizards. But uh, <laughs> it, I, I think for them, if they don't get it done this year, it might be time to break that team up. I know, you know, with the money that you put into John Wall, the money that you put into Bill, the money that you put into Otto Porter, you know, if you can't get out the first round. And, and with this matchup, I think Toronto is a good matchup 
before Washington, but if they can't get it done this year, it might be time to move on. And that, I mean, and, and that would be interesting to see, you know, if that does happen, you know, with the the Washington Wizards. But again, they're a team that you know, they 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 have the talent. The the talent is there, and I, I wouldn't be. I, I'm not saying they're beating the Raptors, but I wouldn't be surprised if series went seven. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a long series because Washington does have you know some talent on that roster. We're talking to Ryder University assistant basketball coach. Marlon Gill, let's move away from the playoffs for one second now. You know, we've been here about this rookie of the year debate. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, the year he had for the Utah Jazz, put them in position to get the fifth seed in the Western Conference. I mean, he had a tremendous season. And you look at the Utah Jazz, no one expected the Jazz to get to the playoffs after losing Gordon Hayward. But Donovan Mitchell has stepped in. He's having a big-time year, no doubt about it averaging 20 points per game and putting up some big-time numbers. The Jazz are not at this spot without Donovan Mitchell. And then you got Ben Simmons. And we can argue all you want. He's not a rookie. He is a rookie. But at the end of the day, the league says he's a rookie. He's a rookie. But Ben Simmons, you know, a bunch of what, about 12 triple-doubles this year. Uh, the guy is, is, is doing it all. Stat sheet stuffer. I mean, 16 points per game close to 16 points per game, you know, eight rebounds, eight assists. I mean, he's doing it all. He's filling up the stat sheet. In my opinion, he is the rookie of the year. Agree, disagree? Who do you think is should be the rookie of the year? Well, b- before I go into that, I- I'll give you a quick Donovan Mitchell story. Uh, I'm-, I'm sure your listeners will like this one. So uh, maybe about four, four or five years ago, Donovan Mitchell was a sophomore. Uh, playing in the AAU tournament with a small New York team called the City. They're playing in in, uh, the Fab 48 in Las Vegas in a back gym. No coaches really at their – no coaches are at their game whatsoever. And here's this kid wearing 45, uh, just dunking on everybody. And, uh, you know – after the recruiting period, I, I try to get on the phone and, and, and call them. And, you know, I'm a mid-major coach. And, you know, I'm like, all right, I think I might have gotten a steal here. Let me call this kid and, and try to see if I can, you know, pull this one out my behind a little bit. And I get on the phone and I call him. And I'm like, hey, man, who else recruiting? He's like, well, coach, I got Providence. I got UConn. I said, man, I know I liked you for a reason. It, it, you know, so, so – uh, you know, long story short, man, it is, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a big-time player. Ben Simmons is a big-time player. I, I'm, I'm going to take the easy way out. I, I might go co-worker here on, on this one. Okay. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, what he's been able to do in Utah, you know, like you said, losing Gordon Haywood. Uh, you know, let's not forget that they lost, lost George Hill, too. And then you, right. you take into account – losing uh, Rudy Gobert for a major part of the season, uh, losing Joe Johnson, you know, uh, buying out his contract. That that was big. And for him to still do what he's doing, man, you, you got to give him his props. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons, I'm not going to take anything away from him, uh, you, you know, w- what he's been able to do in, in Philly. And he's a rookie. You know, you know, folks can say what they want. He's a rookie. Um, so, you know, to have Philly win 50 games this year, that's impressive. To have Utah do what they did to, to sneak into – well, not even sneak into the playoffs. They, they had a chance to get a top four seed, uh, you know, but they get in at five. I think you got to go co-rookies of the year here. I'm not opposed to that. I, I'm definitely not opposed to that. I mean, you know, obviously, like you said, I mean, both of these guys have had big-time seasons – and both of these guys, both of these teams wouldn't be where they're at without these guys and their contributions. So I, I mean, I, I can't argue with with, with co rookie of the year. I mean, you almost wonder how that happens. I mean, how do you how do you guys? I mean, these votes are supposed to be you know supposedly anonymous. So how do these guys come together? How do you get a tie? But you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I guess they'll find a way to make it happen. But I mean, it's. You know, Donovan Mitchell's had, like I said, they both had tremendous seasons, and both teams wouldn't be in the spots that they're in without those two players. So I, I'm not opposed to it. So looking at the Boston Celtics, 
This is a Boston Celtic team coming into this year. A lot of people thought that this team could contend for a championship. Gordon Hayward goes down game one. Gruesome injury. Crazy injury. Sad injury. That was, that was tough to look at. And then you got Kyrie Irving going out with the knee injury. Boston Celtics at this point, second seed in the Eastern Conference. They played the Milwaukee Bucks. Brad Stevens is a great coach. I mean, but at the end of the day, your two best players are in street clothes. How far can the Celtics go in these playoffs? We're going to see how good of a coach Brad Stevens is right now. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, it, what, what hurts the Celtics is the draw that they got. You, you almost would have hoped for them to get maybe a, a, a Washington who, uh, you know, has a little dysfunction going on. And Milwaukee does too, in a to a certain degree. But you know, when you got a young Eric Bledsoe that's dying to prove people wrong about the way he played in Phoenix, and young Giannis, man, it, that's going to be tough. You know, I, I know they have a new coach too, and they're figuring out things in Milwaukee. But that's a tough draw for the Celtics, I think, just because of the length and athleticism that uh, Milwaukee you know, comes into this series with. So, you know, Brad's going to earn his money this series. And, and I say this, I'm going to take the Bucks and six. Wow. Okay. All right. So Bucks and six. And, and it's not surprising. It's definitely not surprising. I mean, obviously you're, like I said, two best players are in street clothes. And so, you know, and then your, your, other, your other guys are, are young. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And these guys are young. And obviously you have the veteran and Al Horford, but this is a young basketball team, and this basketball team is not as talented as they once were. I, I, I want to stick with Kyrie. I want to go to Kyrie Irving for a minute. You know, he went to Boston with the thought that, hey, okay, I want to get out of LeBron's shadow, if you will. I, I kind of want my own situation. I want my own team, if you will. He goes to Boston, and I look at Kyrie Irving. He had a great season. But a big part of, of being a superstar and a big part of ability is availability. And I look at the first time, LeBron's first year in Cleveland, when they went to the NBA Finals. And Kyrie was injured throughout those playoffs, and ultimately he broke down game one against the Golden State Warriors out for that series. You know, and, and ultimately they came back the next year and they got the NBA Finals and they won the title, so on and so forth. But I look at Kyrie Irving, and I, I'm wondering – is this guy durable enough, and, and should we knock him on some level for not being healthy at this stage, you know, at, at this stage being that he wants to be the man, he wants to be the guy? I, I don't think you can knock Kyrie Irving, and, and the reason why I say that, let's just go back two years ago, game seven. You know, it, it, he'll forever live on in NBA Finals history, so you can't really knock him. For anything, is the injury? From yeah, but but I, I'm going off, you know, the shots that he made in Game Seven, as you know, like that was your stamp, man, that that you needed. And I, I'm going to take it a step further, man. If he doesn't get if he doesn't get hurt in Game One, a couple of years ago in the finals, I think Cleveland might even win that series. Okay. All right. I, I, my thing is, okay, you're not available. To me, I said this at the time, a guy like Kyrie Irving, even Kevin Love at the time, those guys needed to prepare their body to play 100-plus games because the reality is with the Cavaliers, you're going to play a lot of games. You're going to go very far. And, you know, and, and obviously he did it when he had to do it and he made the plays when he had to make the plays. But, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, and maybe I'm wrong here, but just – him going down, you know, in, in that crucial situation, uh, game one in the NBA Finals two years ago, maybe three years ago it was, and then him going down this year. I, I almost feel like I, I availability, you know, a big part of ability is availability. He's not available when we need him to be available. So, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward and, and maybe again, he bounced back and he moved forward and get lead this team to an NBA Finals appearance and ultimately to a championship. We'll see. But let's go to the West. Let's go out to the Western Conference now. And you look at the Western Conference, and you know, I look at OKC. 
And this is a team in a lot of ways, you know, a little up and down throughout the course of the regular season, but a team that's kind of built for the playoffs. Guys that can, and a Paul George who can come into your building and your gym and drop 40. Guys like Westbrook who can come into your gym and drop 40. And even Melo, even though he didn't get to have a 30-point game this year, he's a guy that can still, he's still a professional scorer. How do you view the OKC Thunder coming into these playoffs? Well, one, people are going to stop disrespecting my guy Melo, man, like, like he <laughs> fell off. Uh, you know, now I think Melo still has the same game. He's older, but, yeah, look at what he's around now. Russell Westbrook just averaged another triple-double for the season. You know, that that's never been done. So we, we can't discredit that. And then you got Paul George, who is still a top 10, top 12 player in, in this game. Uh, you know, I, I think with OKC, they're – the question mark with them comes on the defensive end. You know, can they play help defense and, and you know, have guys that, that want to step up on the defensive end when the game's on the line? We know they can get buckets. That, that's not going to be a question. You know, defending guys and getting that key stop that you need will always be the uh, the concern. And I think if they do that, you know, uh, they'll have a chance, I, I think, to get to the Western Conference Finals. Um you know, but for me, the question mark with OKC is all on defensive end. Okay, I mean, and you know, the, the, I think they, I think they'll be, I think they'll beat the Jazz. I think they'll beat the Jazz. But in terms of, I mean, if they win, they'll probably play Houston in the next round. And 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 I think that's going to be a great series if, in fact, it does happen. Because I, I think gold, I think OKC can play Houston's game, and I think OKC can beat Houston. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're looking at the Houston Rockets, basketball team, you know, best record in the, in the NBA, Harden, who probably will be the MVP, you know, Chris Paul. I mean, this team has come together, and, and they played some big-time basketball, and it's a team that seems primed and poised and ready to make take that next step and go to the NBA Finals. How do you view the Houston Rockets? Are they ready to go take that next step? I'm not sold on Houston. I'm sorry. Uh, number one seed, best record in the NBA. You, you know what, what they remind me of? This Rockets team, and, and, and they remind me of the Phoenix Suns of the 92-93 season. Okay. Best record in the NBA, you know, had a lot of fans here. I, I believe that, that was Charles Barkley's MVP season. You know, they had KJ, Dan Marley, uh, you know, but just couldn't get it done. Like Houston reminds me of that team. Uh, you know, a lot of flash on the offensive end. But, you know, we all know when it comes to the playoffs, man, it's those defensive stops. Can you get them? Unless you're somebody like Golden State that can just outscore people, that, that have the weapons to outscore people, uh, I, I don't think Houston has that. Uh, you know, James Harden needs to get his shots up. Uh, you know, Chris Paul needs the ball in his hands. But now – with James Harden controlling the ball, it, you know, it, it kind of takes away from Chris Paul's game. So I'm just not sold on, on Houston yet. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how they do in this first round, but I'm not sold on them. Not sold. Okay. So with 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 that being said, looking at the Western Conference, I mean, we'll, we'll see if, you know, when Steph comes back. Obviously, I think Golden State can get by the San Antonio Spurs without Steph Curry because they don't have Kawhi Leonard. So at the end of the day, they can do it. So looking at the Western Conference, I mean, obviously you look at, I think OKC is a team that can make a run. Obviously San Antonio, not San Antonio, Golden State Warriors, they're a team that can make a run. The Houston Rockets are a team that can make a run. Looking at the Western Conference, Golden State, do they get back to the finals? Who who gets to the final? Who comes out of the West? Uh but before I say that, I'm I'm going to come at you with this one. Why can't Portland get some love? You know, Damian <laughs> Lillard's out there having an ultimate year, a great year. Nobody's talking about him. Nobody's talking about C.J. McCollum. Nobody's talking about uh, Jokic. But like, you know, can 
Portland get some kind of love? You know, <laughs> my guy Mo Harkless out there, Queen, stand up. No love for Portland whatsoever. You know, <laughs> this is this is amazing to me, man. Like, you know, we can't discredit what Portland did this year. I give them a better chance of getting to the finals than I do the Houston Rockets. Wow. But with all that, with all that being said, I'm going with my guy Melo and OKC. Man. Okay. I, I got OKC getting to the finals. Okay. Wow. So you feel like they can put it together? Well, wow. I, I can't jump. I can't jump off the bandwagon now. That's true. When, That's true. When when the year started, you know, you had me on, and, and we've spoken throughout the season uh, about OKC. I, I can't jump off the bandwagon now. <laughs> I, I'm 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 with Thunder up and all that. Man. All right, all right. So, me. all right, Thunder up. <laughs> I mean, let's see, let's we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not inconceivable that it that this happened. I mean, you know, a guy like Westbrook does have a lot to prove. I mean, Paul George, he's hungry. And Melo, obviously, he won the championship. So it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I, got, I just don't know if I can trust him. I don't know if I can trust him to get to the NBA Finals. Then also, if I look at the Golden State Warriors, to me, at the end of the day, if Durant, Curry, Draymond, and Clay are healthy, I don't think there's a team in the NBA that can beat them four times in seven games. I don't think so. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think so. So it, we'll definitely see what happens. So just so I'm clear, so you got OKC, your boy Melo and them, going to the NBA Finals against the Cavaliers. I'm going with that. I'm going with OKC versus Cleveland in the Finals, and then I'm going OKC in seven <laughs> on, a, on a Melo jump shot. He, he's going to have <laughs> – some Syracuse freshman like uh, playoffs, man. That, that okay. you know the the fountain of youth. You know he's going he's going to do it for the thirty three and over crew this year. This, uh, All right. Process. All right. Okay. So it should be interesting to see what happens. So MVP race. I mean, you know, obviously Harden, LeBron, um, Anthony Davis. We can throw in there. Westbrook, he did average a triple double. We can throw that there in there as well. I think obviously it's going to be Harden's award. You know, he came close the last few years. I think this is his time. Team has the best record. He's had a tremendous season. I think he wins the MVP. But could you make a case for anybody else? I mean, obviously LeBron James, 33 years old, putting up some big time numbers. Anthony Davis, and of course Westbrook triple double. But what happens with the MVP? Do you think Harden gets it? No. I'm going King James. <laughs> With the year he just had at 33 years old, 32, 33 years old, come on, man. And and the deal with everything. Now, granted, he probably put some of it on himself, but with everything he endured this year, the dude still brought it every day. And he, play, he just had a season, first time in his career playing 82 games. And didn't disappoint in none of those games. True. People can say what they want about all right, uh, the free throws and the clutch and all this other nonsense. He's still the best in the game to me, man. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't think he gets it. I think I think Harden gets it. But, I, I mean, if LeBron James got the MVP, I would not be opposed because, like you said, he had that type of year. He had a big-time year and he deserves to get MVP just as much as Harden does. But I think ultimately, the, because Harden has fallen short over the past few years, I think everybody makes it up to him, and I think ultimately he gets the MVP award. So let me ask you this. You know, your rider, your rider team, I mean, I, I remember watching that team against Drexel. You know, they had some struggles in that particular game. And then I look back, you know, maybe a month or so, two months ago, two months later, and I see you guys have 20-plus wins. I see the buzzer beater against Penn State. I mean, you know, I, I and I saw a team that came together. You know, you you had a young basketball team out there in Ryder, but they ultimately came together, had a tough loss, I believe, in the quarterfinals of the MAC uh, championship uh, uh, in the MAC there. But ultimately this team made it to the NIT, lost in the NIT, but again they made it to the postseason. How do you view your year at Ryder University? 
Oh, you know what, man? I, I thought it, it, it was a great year. Uh, you know, I, obviously when, when you can win 22 games, uh, win, win your conference uh, regular season title, first time in, in, in 20 years, uh, you know, we did come up short, you know, ironically to, to St. Peter's. Uh, I got to find a way to get us over that St. Peter's hump. Uh, but, you know, when you do it with a, a group of, all freshmen and sophomores, uh, you know, we kind of compared it to, you know, the Michigan teams of the Fab Five, that no one going into next season, anything less than 22 wins, another regular season conference championship, and, and getting out of the quarterfinals is a failure. Uh, and, and, and we know that. So, you know, the, the guys have been working hard in the uh, off season already. And, uh, you know, we add two guys next year that uh, that were sitting out due to the NCAA transfer rule. Um, that, that'll help us out. I think the thing for us that we we got to understand is, okay, how do we all, you know, come together for the common goal of winning a championship as a team? You know, we won all the individual awards with all conference selection, rookie of the year, player of the year, coach of the year, six man of the year. But how, how do we – blend all that to say, hey, the ultimate goal is, you know, to win a, a, a tournament championship and get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, and that's for us as coaches. We got to figure that out to uh, mold these guys correctly to have that mindset. Uh, not an easy task, you know, with the way today's kids think the game of basketball. Uh, you know, everybody wants the individual success of, I got to go get mine. And, uh, you know, we, we were guilty of that a couple times this year. And, and, you know, moving forward, I think it speaks on the talent level that we have on, on our team, um, you know, but how we put it all together going into next year will be important. And, uh, you know, we're getting to where we want to get to, which is winning the uh, conference tournament. Was was the highlight that buzzer beater at Penn State? Uh, no, no. You know what, man? It, uh, the highlight – for us this year, man, I, I'll be honest, was uh, the Kinesis game at home. Uh, it, it was a game pretty much for the conference championship. Uh, everybody knew what was at stake. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was a 2 o'clock game that was sold out at 12 o'clock. Like, you couldn't get a seat. Uh, you know, I, I had to, you know, sneak my wife and my son in through the back door, you know, five marshals might kill me for that one, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it was that big of a game, man. And for us to end up winning that game by, by one point, I, I really thought that that showed our guys that, Hey, we can play in big games. You know, the Penn state game, that, that's a, that's a pick em kind of game. You know, it's a guaranteed game where, you know, Penn state being a high major, they offer you money to play the game and, and, you know, they're supposed to win. So for us, you know, we were playing, you know, just to play. You know, like like I said before, you know, our, our guys, they were so young, man. They didn't have any idea what they were doing. You know, it's just like, Coach, let's, let's roll the ball. Let's do what we got to do. And, and I think, you know, moving forward, learning from that Penn State game, learning from that Kinesis game, you know, and even learning from Oregon, losing, losing to Oregon in the NIT, a couple calls that were, were questionable that, you know, we were up for – you know, 30 minutes of that game. Uh, but you take everything as a learning experience and, you know, you, you put it with what you're trying to do moving forward and see how things go, man. So, you know, we're going to try to keep plugging at, at what it is we need to do to get this team better and, and try to get to the NCAA tournament. That's the ultimate goal that all teams want to do. Uh, you know, you look at Loyola Chicago, the success they had this year. Look at the UNBC, the success they had. You know, and we want to be a part of that. So, you know, to put the work in, that, that starts now. For sure. And so you 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 look at this. I mean, you played, you coached in the, uh, the NCAA tournament. You coached in the NIT. I mean, you know, obviously NIT is a little different than, the N, you know, NCAA tournament. But, you know, what, what was it like coaching in the NIT tournament? Uh, you know, it, it, it was great, man. One, you know, they treat you just like they treat you in the NCAA tournament. You know, you fly charter, uh, and for a guy like myself, man, I had never flown charter before, so you have 
okay. you know, the uh, the stores, they come up to you, you know, sir, would you like this? And, you know, I'm one of those like, hey, don't mind if I do. Thank you. You know, <laughs> and, and you really enjoy it, man. And that's, that's what I wanted to do with it. Whether we won or lost, I, I was just going to enjoy it because, you know, it's not every every year you get to win 22 games and, you know, get a chance to go to a postseason in general. So you just take everything in. Uh, and, and, you know, going out to Oregon, uh, it, it was a, a good experience for us that, you know, we take and, and move forward with it going into next year. Sounds good. So so as we go throughout the course of these playoffs, you know, we definitely got to have you on talking these NBA playoffs. Definitely going to be a lot of fun. The beauty of this year's NBA playoffs is so wide open. Last year, you know, we we all knew Cleveland and Golden State were going to meet again. It was just a matter of what was going to happen in the NBA Finals. This year, it is open. It is wide open. And, and I can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. No, it definitely will be, man. And, and I'll say this. You'll like this. My, my son is a Sixers fan. He, he, lo- he loves the Sixers, man. I don't know where he got this from, but... Joel Embiid is his favorite player right now, so um, <laughs> you know I, I might have to drop him off to your house and he can hang out in there. Man, he wants nothing to do with the Knicks. Man. It's always you're, Joel Embiid and the Sixers. You're raising him very well. You are raising him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, by the way, before we get out of here, I think it's your birthday today, correct? That that is correct, man. I, okay. I, I turned 35, man. So wow, uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know. Being on your show, watching Alvin and the Chipmunks, and getting beat up. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so go on well. and celebrate. Go on and celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday! Wish I was 35 again. I mean, but hey, time goes by. But I mean, that's exciting, man. And have fun. And again, great having you on. Love to do it again. Now, I appreciate you having me, man. Thanks a lot. Take, take care. Right. Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Guild. Talking NBA playoffs. Woo! It is here. It is upon us. It's going to be absolutely exciting. It's going to be fun. Again, it's so wide open. It is wide open. And and I think, again, you could say a bunch of different teams. You could say one, two, three. I think you could say about six teams. You know, three in each conference could make it to the NBA Finals. Toronto could make it, Philly could make it, Cleveland could make it. In the East, in the West, Houston, Golden State, and OKC have an opportunity to make it to the Finals. Out of those teams, obviously I give Houston and Golden State a better chance, and even out of the teams in the East, I give Toronto and Cleveland a better chance than the Philadelphia 76ers. But each of these teams, those three teams, I believe, can make a run to the playoffs and I think both of those, you know, these teams are built to make that run. And obviously, LeBron James. And, and, and you know, it's so hard to, to bet against LeBron James. It's kind of like going into Super Bowl 50, uh, 52. And, and so going into that Super Bowl, my thing was this. Yeah, I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles had a better football team from top to bottom. But the New England Patriots had Tom Brady and that was almost enough for the New England Patriots to win that particular Super Bowl. Almost was enough. Philly special, Philadelphia Eagles, just a, it was just their year, just their time, and they played some big-time football, and ultimately they won that Super Bowl. But it was, Tom Brady was, that, was the equalizer. He was the great equalizer, and he had and kept that situation close, kept that game close, his ability to make plays. So... And I kind of look at that with the Cavaliers. Not the same basketball team that they were last year. Obviously, you don't have a Kyrie Irving, who's another guy who can put up some big-time numbers and make some big-time plays and put you in position to go very, very far. Obviously, him and LeBron was a big-time duo. They won a championship together, and they got to two other finals. So that's a team, you know, and the Cavaliers that, I mean, with Kyrie Irving, obviously – are a better basketball team. Without Kyrie, you know, it, it's a whole different ball game. Obviously, they're better after the trade of Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. They're better now. But are they good enough to get to the NBA Finals? Well, as long as you have number 23, LeBron James, you always have a shot. 
You always have a chance. You always have an opportunity. His ability to make plays, his ability to play at such a high level at the age of 33 gives Cleveland an opportunity, a shot to win an NBA title. Well, I don't think they can beat any team in the West, but I think they can get to the NBA Finals and they have straight time for LeBron James. So it's hard to bet against that. It's hard. Toronto, a, a team that has some things to prove. They have some things to prove. And this is a big-time year and a big-time opportunity for DeRozan and Lowry, guys who've had some struggles over the years in the playoffs. But this Raptor team is better than they were last year. You know, you got guys coming off the bench that can put, you know, help score the basketball and, and make you a better basketball team. And, again, Lowry and DeRozan, and, and, and every, they be, they're, everybody's meshing together. They have chemistry. The team has been together for a few years. So they have that chemistry. They have great coaching in Dwayne Casey, and they have a team, 59-win basketball team, that could get to the NBA Finals. If, if there's any of, uh, any of gear for the Toronto Raptors to make it to the NBA Finals, this is the season. This is the season because Philadelphia, if Embiid can stay healthy, and, you know, he can stay healthy and they can build upon what they have, they're coming. Um, you look at the Boston Celtics, Hayward and Irving. You know, obviously those guys are out. They're coming. And we don't even know where LeBron's going to go. So, you know, it could be still in Cleveland. and, and We don't know where LeBron's going to go. But at the end of the day, if you're the Raptors, this is your chance to get to the NBA Finals because I think – their opportunity and their chance to get to the NBA Finals is going to be very limited moving forward because of what I just mentioned. Boston and Philly are coming. They're coming. And so those teams are going to – could, we could get what we had in the 80s with the Celtics and the Sixers and get that rivalry, you know, because those two teams are, are, are going to be around. They're going to be around. And they're going to be very difficult to beat. Those two teams are going to be very difficult to beat moving forward. So they're going to be around. And you look at Milwaukee, I mean, what they're building with, with Giannis and, 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 you know, Jabari Parker still there. You know, that, that's a team that, you know, Milwaukee, if they can put a few pieces here, a few pieces there, they can also be a team. But Philly and Boston moving forward, are going to be two teams that's going to run the Eastern Conference. So you're looking at, to me, this is Toronto's chance. This is their opportunity. If they don't get to the NBA Finals this year, they ain't going. They are not going because they won't be good enough moving forward. So I, I think that should be in the mind of the Toronto Raptors. And, and you know, they're competitors, and, you know, they, they play hard, and they expect to win, and so that may not be in their mind. But – you look at this basketball team, the Toronto Raptors, this is a team that is ready. This is their year. This has to be their year or it won't happen. It's kind of similar to the Atlanta Falcons. When they got to the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, you're up 28-3 in that particular game in the third quarter. You lose that Super Bowl. The following year, you know, things don't necessarily click. Things don't necessarily mesh. Things don't necessarily come together, and ultimately you're out in the you're out in the divisional round against the Philadelphia Eagles. You lose that particular game. So I look at that, and and that was the Falcons' year. This is the Raptors' year to make it to the NBA Finals. I'm not saying it's their year to win an NBA title. I'm saying it's their year to make it to the NBA Finals. The window, it closes, and it closes fast. And it's going to close because of how good Philly is going to be moving forward and because of how good Boston is going to be moving forward. Both of those teams are going to be very difficult to beat moving forward. They, they just are. They're, they're going to be very difficult to beat moving forward. Philly and Boston are going to be tough to beat. You're going to have a difficult time beating those teams in the Eastern Conference moving forward. And who knows what LeBron may do. LeBron might go to Philly, which, which makes that situation even more formidable. 
We don't know where LeBron's going to go. He might go out west. We don't know. Who knows where LeBron's going to go? He could stay in Cleveland. And obviously if LeBron stays in Cleveland, Cleveland is still in play as well. And if they can get a couple pieces here or there, they can be back where they need to be too. So Toronto has to do it now. It's either do it now or don't do it at all because they can't. Philly and Boston are coming. So we'll see what Toronto does. We'll see what Lowry and DeRozan does. The pressure is on those guys to play big-time basketball. The pressure is on these guys to come up bigger than they did a year ago. You can't be, you know, if you're Lowry, you're going what, down about eight points per game from the regular season to the playoffs? That can't happen. You're DeRozan, you're going down five points per game from regular season to the playoffs? These things can't happen if Toronto wants to go where they expect to go and, and where their record indicates they should go. Best record in the Eastern Conference, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Therefore, with all that, that means you have to get to the NBA Finals. That's what you have to do. So will they get to the NBA Finals or will they be like the Hawks from a few years ago who won a 60 games? but ultimately lost to LeBron and the Cavaliers. Will they be that, or will they get to the NBA Finals and, and, and take advantage? Because, you know, this is a team of Raptors who've, you know, they've, they've been, you know, a 50-win team, hovered around that and having success over the years, and but not breaking through. you got to break through. 51-win team uh, last year, and a 56-win team two years ago. At some point in some time, you win in all these games, you got to cash in. you got to cash in because this ain't going to be around forever. So there's a team that's been hovering around 50 games, you know, 48, 2013, 2014, a team that won 49, 2014, 2015. Two years ago, this team won 56. And last year, this team won 51. Excuse me, yes, they won 51, and this year, now they won 59. You got to cash in. You got to cash in. You got to cash in. You got to cash that check. You got to. You got to. Or that check might be null and void because of what's going to be happening in the Eastern Conference possibly for years to come. We'll see what happens moving forward. So you look at OKC, and my man Marlon had OKC going to the NBA Finals. I don't know if that was just mellow love or, you know, but you look at you look at what is going on with OKC. This is a team 7-4 and four against those top teams in this league, against the Raptors and the Warriors and the Rockets. And the, so they're 7-4 they're and four against a lot of these top teams in this league. So this is a team that has come up big and, and big spots against some good basketball teams. This was a team that, you know, recently went into Houston to beat the Rockets. This was a team that, you know, beat down the Golden State Warriors um, at, at one point in time in this year during this season. So this is a team that's beat on a lot of teams, a lot of good basketball teams throughout the course of this season. Cleveland, this one's for you. So, but you know, OKC is 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 really a team that can win. Well, here's the thing: if you're OKC, if you're Russell, Russell Westbrook, the important thing for you is you got to find a way to get this team at least. I think almost to the conference finals if you want Paul George to stick around. Because Paul George has to see that this situation is on the up and up, and Paul George has to see that this situation can get him an NBA title or get, you know, help him win. But ultimately, Paul George, you know, reportedly he loves L.A., wants to be in L.A. So no matter what you do, he still might end up in L.A. It may be one of those situations, one of those deals. He's a Cali native. So, you know, it might just be a situation where he just wants to go home and there's really nothing you could do about it. But at the end of the day, if you're winning, if you get to the Western Conference Finals, you know, I think if you're Paul George, you have to pause, give us some pause and say, 
while I do want to go home, I also want to win. So my best opportunity, my best chance to win is in OKC. So I think it's very important, it's very imperative that OKC at least gets to the Western Conference Final, but at least they have to, you know, I'm saying at least the Western Conference Final, but at the end of the day, they got to win a round at least. They got to win a round. But I think if you really want to keep Paul George in OKC, you almost have to, you almost have to get to Western Conference Finals. And you know, I I have no intel to say that that is what you know Paul George wants. But I'm just speculating. I'm just speculating. But they got to go far in order for that to happen. They have to go far. So we'll see what happens in OKC. Golden State with Steph Curry. He's going to be out in the first round, but fortunately for the Golden State Warriors, Kawhi Leonard's going to be out as well. So the reality of it is, is Golden State has a favorable favorable matchup against the San Antonio Spurs without a Kawhi Leonard. So obviously they're benefiting. It helps that Kawhi Leonard is going. Fortunately for them, OKC didn't stick at seven because OKC at seven could mean a first-round exit for the Golden State Warriors. But they got the San Antonio Spurs, so that's an opportunity, I think, for them to ultimately get to the uh, – well, get by this round, get Steph Curry back, get your full roster back, and take it from there. Because if you look at Golden State, I think their their run to the NBA Finals is going to be easier than the Rockets' run. You know, Rockets have the Minnesota Timberwolves, difficult basketball – well, a, a talented basketball team. Wiggins, you know, Towns, Butler's back, and – they don't make the playoffs without Jimmy Butler, those Minnesota Timberwolves, but Butler's back. So that makes Minnesota a tough team. But you look at Minnesota, you know, tough first-round matchup for the Rockets. I think they win, and I don't think it's much of an issue. But, I mean, it's. I think it's. I think if you're the Rockets, you'd rather play the Spurs than the Timberwolves. But, again, I think they'll have no issues with the Timberwolves. But the Warriors have an opportunity to, you know, beat the Spurs and then possibly – beat the Trail Blazers or the Pelicans, whoever comes out of that series. I expect the Blazers to do that. So their run to the Western Conference Finals won't be as hard as the Rockets' run, who possibly may have to play the Timberwolves and possibly OKC to get to the Western Conference Finals. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy for for the Houston Rockets It's not going to be as easy as it is for the Golden State Warriors. We'll see if those two teams ultimately meet up. Let me give you my prediction before we get out of here. And, and, you know, uh, it's wide open. So anything is possible, anything can happen. I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers to get to the NBA Finals. I'm going with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in them. I'm going with a team that's fortified their bench. I'm going with a team that is so young, they don't even know what's going on. They don't care what's going on. They're just ready to play basketball, and they're ready to take that next step. Philadelphia 76 are going to the NBA Finals. They're coming out east. In the west, I'm going to Houston Rockets. I can't. The year that they had, the the the, the amount of games. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Check that. I'm going with the Golden State Warriors because they, I can't see any team. And I'm only going with the Golden State Warriors if Steph Curry's healthy. If he's not healthy, I'm going with the Rockets. But if he's healthy, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors because I don't think anybody can beat those four guys Durant, Draymond, Clay, Steph, four times in seven games. I don't see it happening if those guys are healthy. We'll see what happens. So I like the Golden State Warriors and the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA Finals, and I got the Golden State Warriors repeating as NBA champions. We'll see what happens. But the NBA playoffs are upon us. The most wonderful time of the year is here and upon us, and the beauty of it is, it is so wide open. I want to thank Ryder Assistant Basketball Coach Marlon Gill for stopping by. You can listen to this show and other shows, blogtalkradio.com slash speaking, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Also, go to the website, goforradio.com. You know, we've we got a lot of great stories up there. Check out the website, goforradio.com. Support all the great things going on with this website, GoForRadio.com. You know, support everything going on with this podcast, the Go For podcast, and support all the great things going on with Paul Gant. For everybody here at Go For, we hope that you have a great weekend. 
See you later. Take care. Bye.